I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-truckin' down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-lookin' for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any Rocky Mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem, cause we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch a fleet, to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Welcome back, Jam Brother Dave, Super Dave, and our very special guest, Rebecca DeSoto from Trilogy Financial. Morning, everybody. Morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us, Rebecca. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Rebecca, we always kick the podcast off with the Pledge of Allegiance. We're very patriotic here, so here we go. The Pledge Pledge of Allegiance to to the the flag of of the United States States of America and and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all father god we thank you for the opportunity to go out and do some trucking today we pray for the safety of our fleet all of their families and all the other families and individuals we come across on the road today we pray for patience and the making of good safe decisions we pray to be accident free and that we all make it back to the comfort of our homes this evening we pray for healing and 100 percent recovery for all of our family members that are ill and no matter what, we trust you, God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 As a reminder, anything you hear on today's podcast is not the opinion of JFW or Trilogy Financial. <laughs> it's just our opinion. <laughs> <laughs> how to make a million dollars in an hour. <laughs> Can you tell me how to get rich today? Right? <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. Uh, episode 92 at 429 downloads. We are at 43.7 thousand total downloads, and we have 211 followers. Ooh, you oh, you broke the got, 210. You got three, yeah. huh? Yeah. Nice. We broke it. So we're going for 215 now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <clears throat> All right. It's time for the dad joke challenge. Rebecca, did you bring a joke? I did bring a joke. Okay. We let newcomers go first. <laughs> <laughs> tried to focus on the financial realm so okay why can you not borrow money from a leprechaun Ooh. any guesses <laughs> well gosh you know they are supposed to be lucky right <laughs> that's so true can't borrow you, money uh, from a leprechaun with charms right hmm. maybe that's lucky charms in leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know that's a good one yeah because they're always a little short <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Man. that they are that right. funny. oh this is going to be a good podcast <laughs> <laughs> we've been sitting out a lot at night on our back deck and the mosquitoes have just been killing us so do you guys know who you call to take care of a mosquito infestation i don't don't dragonflies eat mosquitoes they do, and we have a lot of dragonflies, too, nice. but apparently not as many as, as those mosquitoes. Of mosquitoes, yeah. You call the SWAT team. Ah, <laughs> good one. Wah, wah. <laughs> wow, even Dave thought that was corny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then here. A weasel walks into a bar, and the bartender says, wow, 
I have never served a weasel before. What can I get you? <laughs> that's the joke. Pop goes the weasel. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. I can tell my daughter that. <laughs> She'll get it. Soup, what do you got? Well, Jim, did you know I went golfing last weekend? No, I didn't, Dave. Yeah. Um, I showed up a little late, and the rest of my foursome was pissed, and they said, how come you were so late? And I said, well, I had to toss a coin to see if I should go to church or whether I should come here and play golf. And they said, well, okay, but why are you still so late? And I said, well, I had to toss it 20 times. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. Well, me and Rebecca was coming on. I did a lot of research because I wanted to sound smart and stuff, right? <laughs> and uh, I was looking, I was looking at Google and just looking at financial systems. Rebecca, do you know why the financial system collapsed in ancient Egypt? Oh, that's a good question. Um, no, I don't. Pyramid schemes. <laughs> oh, we should have been able to get that's that. One, right? Yeah. 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 Perfectly uh, clear after the fact. Right. Those are. Right. All right. New employees. We had Matt come and start this week. Welcome to the fleet, Matt. Welcome aboard, Matt. Welcome, Matt. Welcome, Matt. Celebrations. No work anniversaries this week, but we do have plenty of birthdays. Leo Montez, or as Canelo likes to say, Leo. Leo. He had a birthday Sunday the 6th. Josh Brown, his birthday was yesterday, Tuesday the 8th. Dominic, his birthday is tomorrow the 10th. And Pedro Perico Sotelo, his birthday is Friday the 11th. Happy wow. birthday, Happy everybody. Birthday, yeah, happy everybody. birthday, everybody. Yep. We have to wish uh, Melissa Flores, that's San Carlo's wife, we need to wish her a belated birthday. Her birthday was July 29th. Oh, missed it, huh? Yeah. yeah. Best happy it, yeah. birthday. Wasn't happy late birthday. Yep. And then uh, Everly Varela, she turned seven this week. Some of us got to meet her two weeks ago. She was here working with her dad. And mm-hmm. then uh, Leo's wife, Monique, her birthday is August 12th. So. Yeah, again, happy birthday, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of cool they both have birthdays the same week, Leo and his yeah. wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably just one big party, right? <laughs> well, Jackie and I do. Yeah. Two days apart. Oh, I forgot about that, Dave. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Shout outs. I want to kick the shout outs with a reviewer I saw on Indeed. It's so good. Jim asked me if I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, is that something you did? Nope. All I did was open Indeed. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the review said, so this is a shout out to us, JFW as a whole, right? Amazing truck, amazing trucking company that has invested in your success. What is the best part of working at the company? Answer was very family oriented, amazing leadership team that cares about your success. Next question was, what is the most stressful part about working at the company? Driving in Denver traffic during early morning hours and late afternoon. I agree. What is the work environment and culture like at the company? Work environment is very positive, and the culture is the best out of any company I've ever seen. They care about you being successful. What is a typical day like for you at the company? Out of the yard at 5 a.m., first load on the ground between 6.30 and 7.30, back to the yard sometime after 3 p.m. So that was, uh, we don't know who wrote it, so if you wrote that, shoot me a text message or something, because I really like that. Yeah, and thank you for the review, and, and the reason I ask you, um, if you wrote it, Jim, is it's just, it is spot on. Yeah. I mean, it's just a nice review. 
You know, what's bad about the job? Morning traffic, afternoon traffic. When yeah. do you get back in? You yeah. know, sometime after three. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a good, it was just a good review. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. You know, it's spot on. Yeah. 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 Something else cool happened this week. I was doing a one-on-one with a new driver and uh, asked him how things he was going, were going. He says, I'm loving the job and that his wife noticed a change in his attitude and his demeanor. He comes home happy now. Wow. wow. I was like, wow. He's like, yeah, you don't understand. I've worked at toxic place after toxic place after toxic place. So this has been really nice. Yeah. So. Happy you, wife, happy life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, when you can bring it home like that and, and people notice there, there was a problem. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Uh, Toro Mendoza wants to give a shout out to John and um, little Dustin. Shout out to John and Dustin Jr. for fixing my tire this morning. And you can mention, oh, okay. So, first of all, shout out for that. They're in a night crew. So, Arturo must have been here early this morning. He came into a flat, and those guys got it taken care of. Oh, wow. Before the morning crew came in. So, wow. Good for wow. them, yeah. That is a big deal. Yeah. And then he wanted to mention along those lines if you're in someone else's truck, please make sure you do a post trip so this doesn't happen. This morning, I came into a flat tire. So that kind of stinks to be off, come back, and your truck has a flat. Right? But yeah, right. it's just not cool. Yeah. Good job to the shop. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you, guys. Yep. And good job to Arturo for doing his pre-trip. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and and sounded like he didn't get too upset about it. He just threw out a pointer that... No, I talked to him on the phone, and he was he was smooth. Yeah, so, I mean, nice. but, he's, but he's right. He you know, you need, to, you need to check the truck out if you're not going to drive it the next day. Especially. Absolutely. Well, every day you should truck... T- check right out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but definitely take care of other people's stuff even yeah better yeah so, that's the point yep uh joanne wants to give a shout out to scooby ken and casey for cleaning up the side yard with asphalt i think she means the red lot it looks awesome and makes our daily walk so much better and easier <laughs> i'm sure the trucks thank you the most then she says thank you rico and manny you have a long road ahead of you but i have faith you can do this you are both warriors and have a huge family including jfw standing beside you Thank you all that reached out to me each week about missing tickets and are paying attention to their loads. Together we can do our jobs the right way. So Nice. Good stuff. Anybody else have any shout-outs? I have one for uh, Dale, who's been, Dale you know, Boyce? he runs the loader up at uh, CMAX or Arcosa there for the oh. CMAX job. And uh, the mill is down or the plant is down up there at CMAX, so we're not hauling anything this week and probably all of next. And Usually the way their repairs go on into the following week a little bit. Well, as it turns out, coincidentally, we've been taking millings from uh, Brannon Asphalt at night because they're milling Colorado Boulevard. And I got with Dale like, hey, this is perfect timing. Can you run our loader at night over at Yard 23 to push up the millings that are coming in every night? And Dale was a rock star. He didn't skip a beat. He was like, yeah, sure, I'll take care of that for you. Well, then yesterday we just found out it was only for two days. It's a... (laughs) It's a multi-week job or multi-thousand-ton job, but I guess they broke it into two parts, the north end and the south end. Well, they're already done with the north end, and it's I'm kind of getting that's like 20% of the job, and the other 80% is the south end. So, yeah, we kind of – I guess I just want to give kudos to Dale. I kind of feel like we screwed him around a little bit, and, you know, he didn't bark a bit, just like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever we need. And pretty sure he's driving today. So thank you, Dale. Good job, buddy. Way to help out, and – just roll with the punches so that wasn't our plan and thanks for dealing with it mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yep, yep. you're a go-to guy dale we appreciate that for yep. sure yep anybody else 
Yeah, I just want to mention because it, it happened kind of fast in the office and a lot of times um, we don't communicate with everybody because we don't make a big deal about it and stuff. But um, if everybody kind of noticed this week, uh, Randy's not here any longer and uh, he left uh, to help another company out, kind of a, a smaller company than ours and dispatch for him. Anyway, I just wanted to mention that uh, you know, Randy did a great job while he was here, a great driver, a great dispatcher, a good part of the family, and want to wish him the best. And then uh, the other thing is that we've hired a new dispatcher and uh, starts on the 21st, and hopefully you guys will – most everybody's already met him, but he's going to be a, a good a good fill-in, not yeah. a fill-in, a good a good person teammate. to put in that seat. Yep. Yeah, yeah, a good teammate. teammate. So excited about the changes in dispatch. So if anybody kind of wondered what was going on, that's that's what's happening. Not going to name drop. Yeah, him. I was going to say, I can, are we going to introduce can't. him? Or? Sure. Yeah. Sure. So <laughs> Can't say he's coming and not say his name. Right. Welcome aboard, Tracy Holloway. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so if you're listening, Tracy, welcome aboard, like yeah. Dave yep. said. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, you know, that's kind of a Cinderella story. Tracy's worked for us for over a year. Yeah, you're um, in. Dave, I can't hear Cinderella story without thinking of Bill Murray and, <laughs> and the golfing. <laughs> yeah, Caddyshack. Man, we're on a golfing theme right. today. But, uh, you know, Tracy uh, has been doing weekend cores, um, did, did a little bit of sand and gravel on Saturdays when we needed, and um, we really have made his decision to come to JFW based on our culture. He just loves our culture here. He loves the team atmosphere, the family atmosphere, and, um, you know, he left a really good position to come to JFW. So... Uh, thanks, JFW family, for yeah. making it real. Yeah, Absolutely. Tracy's wanted to come here full time for a while. Didn't work out last year because Oswaldo's such a stud, and we were just blown away. Yeah. Right. But the cool thing is, is Tracy hasn't been looking for a job for the last year. Right. Yeah. It's not like he's like, oh, I want to go find something else to do. He wants to come work here. So right. Exactly. That makes us feel good. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And the and the yeah. Thanks to everybody. You kind of mentioned it, Super Dave, to the JFW family. But the JFW family recruited him. That's basically mm -hmm. how it's working. They, everybody's everybody's attitude and culture it brought him aboard. Yeah, good stuff. Yep. yep. Uh, <clears throat> anybody else before I move on? Uh, no. Good. We got a stacked outline. I want to make sure we get to Rebecca's stuff before she has to <laughs> bow. <Sure. on> this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the coast to coast uh, fitness. I don't know. Not competition, but what would you call that program? It's, it's program. kind of a competition. A fun way to fun way to get in better shape. Well, you know what. It says top three teams, so it's a competition. So, uh, as of eight seven twenty through twenty three, the top three teams are number one powder puff team, right? So I thought that would have been the girls. It turns out it's the Bulkers because of the powder. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Second community service. <laughs> That's like. Dustin and I don't know. Oh, no, 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 no. Community service is not Dustin because the third place team is Chafing the Dream. Chafing the Dream. <laughs> that, that's, that's Dustin. Yeah, I might have it confused. But then the top five individual point earners, Gene Freeman, 55 points, Gabriel Colmanero, 52, Fred Powell, 49, Greg Wise, 47, and Teddy Hernandez, 45 points. Nice. Each week, the highest individual points will earn a gift card. Then at the end, the team with the highest points will win a gift card for each team member. Don't forget, Bree, to come get your Amazon card from Joanne or Amber for winning the most interactions with the app and Wellness Wall the first two weeks of this challenge. 
And then it was brought up as a suggestion to keep the walking fair for everyone that the drivers take their Fitbits off during the day and keep track of minutes how long you are walking. Basically, the trucks are bouncing and they're giving the oh, yeah. steps, yeah. so yeah. it's not fair. So vibrate, vibrate. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Freddie was has been leading it the last couple, yeah. of whatever we are into it, eight days or something. Right, and then I noticed he he moved to third. Ah, so gotcha. fourth, whatever, whatever you just read. But yeah, Freddie has been leading it. Gotcha. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, she brings up Rico's going in for another treatment tomorrow and to meet with his doctors to see how everything's going. So put a prayer in for him. So nope. should have did that before. Yeah, hopefully we, it's all good. We, and then Manny had his second back surgery, right? Manny did have his second back surgery, yeah. So he's been out recovering. I guess his nerve was so damaged it was purple. Wow. Yeah, the doctor said it looked pretty beat up. Wow. How weird is that? Hopefully he starts uh, feeling feeling better. Right. Yeah. So. All right. Starting Monday, August 14th, All Rock for Union, Plant 55 is going to come out of Fair Play. So that's going to put us about 50 loads a day out of Fair Play. <clears throat> that's 20 to 26 more loads coming from Fair Play every day. So everyone will be going to Fair Play at least once a week, if not more. So if we got any safety concerns with weather, traffic, Taurus, we need to let these guys know. So. Yeah, yeah, need to be on your A game running that one. Oh, you know, yeah. it's the it's the mountains, it's two lane, it's yeah. you know, no passing, yeah. quite a bit don't of traffic be, as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't be in a hurry, all the stuff. Before you know it, the leaves are going to be. Changing. I was going to say, man, we are weeks <laughs> from the leaves changing. You up think there, weeks? Right? That's crazy. September. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's I mean, the middle of August, yeah. Jim. I mean, it seems like we went from winter to raining. <laughs> to, to raining, to, <laughs> to, to two hot weeks, to raining. To yeah, I mean, it, it can snow in 60 days. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Uh, crazy. Less than that. Yeah. yeah. Can snow. I, Jackie and I were digging tomato plants out September 12th one year. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Dave, you want to take uh, the light on in the trailers? Sure. To, or was that you, Jim, that? Yeah, it was bo- it, yeah, it was both of us. We both discussed. You guys it, have one heartbeat. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're just back to that mighty white light on the side of the trailer and what it means and what it's describing and what it's trying to tell you. And, you know, we've made it flash. We've created a strobe out of it. We've done everything in our power to make it show you it needs attention. And basically what that light flashing back there means is you've got a low tire or an air leak somewhere in that system. Those axles are charged and they've become air tanks. So if on Monday morning, coincidentally, if you didn't work, you know, Saturday, there's a possibility the system could be low on air. And when you charge the trailer, uh, the light may come on and blink because it's actually sending air to that system and whatnot. And, you know, may need to just top off that system, I guess. But you need to physically check whether you've got a low tire by bumping it with your hammer, just like the rest of your stuff on your, your pre-trips. And we're kind of dumbfounded between the training that JR does on the very first day you work here, plus what the trainers are teaching everyone, that we still have people behind the wheel that don't know what that light means. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, what, what brought it up, huh, Dave, was the, that somebody called in on the radio. I think JR helped them. They said, what does the white light mean yeah. on my trailer? Wow. You know, or when does the white light go out? And Where have you been? Y- exactly. We're like, you know, that's the reason we wanted to go over it and talk about it again. There's no way you should not know what that white light means. And there shouldn't be a confusion on when you start the truck in the morning, like Dave said, that if the white light comes on, either the system is low and it needs to be filled 
or you have a tire that's that's flat or or went flat going flat yeah you know and as far as running it during the day if it comes on during the day you have a tire problem yeah you need you to need, stop you need to stop yeah Absolutely. not not get to your destination nope. not anything you need to pull over and you need to stop you've got a low tire yep. and it's happening right yeah. now and those tires are badass enough that they could be down to i'm going to say 20 pounds they'll still look all right the sidewalls <laughs> right but they're going to heat up and we've had them light on fire yeah. we've had them burn the back of the trailer when that light comes on you need to stop yep yeah. and, and moreover too if you don't know how to check it in your pre-trip you need to check and make sure it's functionding absolutely you know, trader valve and stuff every yeah. day Dave. Yeah. you great. should check that do every day yeah. 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 yeah i mean great I, point because people we just well we let somebody go over the a four tire situation and he had no idea how the system worked right and I, and I'm, i guess that's like dave started off saying is we're blown away that you know the day with jr the training with the trainer the day with ken and kendrick or scooby whoever's doing it that you don't know how that system works guys that's yeah. It's like putting oil in the truck. It's right? that important. I feel like yeah. we really need to, and we've talked about this, and I, I think we've done it sometimes, but I think before a driver gets out of training and is released, they got to take the test. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they got to. They gotta. We just don't have a good setup on that for some reason, Jim. And I feel like we're always behind on right. it. and. It just almost needs to be. Yeah, there's an empty truck. Yeah, yeah. There's. It should just be fluid. Like, yeah. all right, this guy's released from training. Okay, okay. tomorrow he tests. Yeah. Right. He can't it, go anywhere until yeah. he tests. Yeah, yeah we need yeah. to put the brakes on it. Somewhere. Yep. We got five empty trucks. Doesn't matter. <clears throat> right. Got to take the test. Got to yeah. take the test. Yeah. All yeah. right. I'll get with Jr. And yeah, and I mean, a lot of people don't understand on that on that tire when it's ran low on those super single tires, it. Uh, Number one, that tire is made of raw fuel and oil, right? So when it's ran low, that sidewall is like rubbing two sticks together, right? You know the heat that's generated. And then pretty soon when it's, once it's gotten so low and it's rubbed together so long, that's we've literally had two tires start three, right, Jim, over the years? Mm -hmm. Three tires that have been ran so low that they've caught fire on their own. And that white light has been on or you know the system's been malfunctioning and... Every bit of that is your responsibility. You're in charge of that ship. I mean, that's just how it is. So you need to be aware whether the light is working, how it works, what it means when it's on. Yep, 100%. Yep. Rebecca, have you ever seen a JFW truck before? No, no? I haven't. You're I gonna maybe driving you're, up. You're going to see them everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you'll yeah. see yeah. them yeah. now. Now I will, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, I just got an email from Manny, well, 12 hours ago. I just checked my email and so on from Manny. Anyway, it says... Uh, he wants to give a shout out um, to a big shout out to Linda, Joanne, and Ann for the gifts and groceries, and also to all the JFW drivers and team that have taken the time to donate on my GoFundMe page that Kim created for me, and also for all the calls, the visits, and the prayers. Here are the names I want to say thank you to for all their support: Jr., Jimmy V, Alejandro Gonzalez. Hey, there's a name we haven't seen in a while. Sergio. It says. Portimao, I think he means Portillo. <laughs> Jesse Baeza, Gerardo Sanchez, my brother from another mother, a.k.a. Mike Bortz, Jesus Varela, Victor Ochoa, Veronica Ariola, Troy Hunt, Rosario Garcia, Rich Trujillo, Leo Montez, Jesse Rodenbaugh, Gavin, a.k.a. G. Hustle, I think he meant Gabino. And then once again, thank you for all the support and prayers. God bless you. Much love and respect, Manny V. So. 
Nice. Right. Yeah, that's a big group of people. That's yeah. awesome. Yep, that that's is. awesome. Good for them to feel that support. Yes. <clears throat> All right. Next on the list, driving out on the south side, not crowding the incoming cars to your right so that you can turn out easy. Watch the truck drove over the sidewalk on the way out. Was that you, Brother Dave? Yeah, we just want to talk if we can explain it. You know, most of the trucks leave on the south side of the building here. And, you know, we've had it a few podcasts ago. We joked about, you know, calling out on the radio, leaving out the south side, but there's nobody really coming in. Well, there's still the drivers coming in in their personal cars, but they don't have a company radio. So they're not hearing if you're headed out. But the thing is, is we watched... I gets back to situational awareness because we watched a truck come in, a driver's pulling in, and they're both on the right side of the correct side of the road as you would on the street. But that's not the best way to get out the driveway. For the truck. For the truck. And and they kind of fought over getting in the correct side. So when they did that, the truck stayed to his right, the car stayed to his right, and then the guy in the truck, when he drove out, he drove over the sidewalk. And I'm like, that's that's the situation. Left-hand traffic, right? right. Kind of like the Morrison Quarry. Right. Exactly. Yeah, right there you go to left-hand traffic. I mean, it's the common sense. And if you're the car that you drive that big truck all day. Yeah, you know what's best for the truck. You know what's best for right? the truck. Yeah. Yes, Dave. You should have been on the inside and let the truck have the right-of-way. Mm-hmm. And we, I mean... Yeah, I'm 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 dogging everybody, and I, you know, a couple of guys maybe were still asleep, not going in the day, or however it sounds bad. But you're starting your day and not knowing what to do, right? And, it, and it's like, wow, we're, it's scary. Here's the thing, too: if you're a four wheeler making a left into the parking lot and you see a truck coming, you don't need to turn left. You could pass a driveway, and make a U turn. I do it a lot of yeah. times. Oh, Jam, that yeah. freaks people out, buddy. Yeah, that yeah. just freaks when you, people when you just out. go down. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. What do you mean when you just go down? Just go down the street and turn oh, around. Oh, turn around, yeah. yeah. You can, yeah, you you can make like, a U-turn right in the driveway, right? Yeah. 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 And then you got a good view. You can see when it's clear. Yep, yep. exactly. So. Exactly. So anyway, we're just we're talking about situational awareness. We're talking about helping your your uh, brethren Teammate. out, your your family out, you know. And, and if, if you're learning and you're understanding then, you're understanding out on the road too. Yep. Excellent. Uh, Let's see. Driving with your airbags down, mechanics and driver's fault. So we noticed the other day, or a driver noticed, he he was off, came back, and his fenders on the tractor had holes burned in them from rubbing (laughs) on the tires, right? So right away, we're like, oh, he ran with his airbags down. But Jim brought brought up the point, like, even with the airbags down, those fenders should not be rubbing on your wheels. Absolutely, Jim. But... Both the driver needs to notice that's happening, and also the mechanics need to fix the problem to begin with. But you can't the the truck can't be riding good with the airbags down. Oh man, no. it like you know I mean that's the thing here on the next two pieces is the airbags on the truck or the airbags on the trailer. If they're deflated, it rides horrible. I mean that truck and trailer just rides horrible. Right. The trailer when they're down, it actually like pulls you. It pulls you back and forth as it hits those bumps because it's trying to travel in between. The one on the tractor, it's just like you're falling in a hole every time you hit a bump. You know, you feel it right in your seat. 
And uh, either of them, I mean, they should be noticeable within a quarter of a mile at most. Well, and you also have most. <clears throat> the terrible vibration from the drive shaft yeah. being right. out of uh, right out yeah. of angle, or what, what would you call that? No, that's exactly what it is, Dave. Oh. Out of angle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and I, I, these are things that we talk about with the situational awareness. You should realize, hey, something is different. Why is the truck riding so bad? You know, I mean, one of the things that really brought it to my attention is uh, we had a new driver. I don't know, he's worked here three weeks or longer or something like that and uh, forgot to close his tailgate. Went and loaded at Fry's and he was he had made it all the way to, what was that video jam? I-70 and... Oh, um, man, it was almost was a split. At? It was almost... I-76. Um, Denver West? Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, we've got rock falling out of the back and we broke this guy's windshield and... <laughs> I mean, we looked absolutely horrible. Terrible. We looked like the atypical jerk who doesn't care trucking company that hauls sand and gravel. I mean, mm-hmm. everything everything we just epitomized. It just it was the worst look. And this four-wheeler that took the video, you know, of course, he's saying all this stuff, you know, that, <laughs> and I can't blame him. I would be saying the same exact thing, right? Yeah. But you look at the, our driver in the video, and our driver is just jerking yeah. back and forth, forwards and backwards, because the trailer's riding so rough. Because, of course, when you don't close the tailgate, Bags your airbags are deflated. Yep. So, I mean, he shouldn't have even made it down the canyon and realized, wow, something's wrong. Right. You know, and then every bump he hit, I mean, in the video, I mean, that driver is just surging back and forth, back and forth, back mm-hmm. and forth, and had no idea that his gate was open. And it... it I guess that to me is the situational awareness that, wow, you you really don't understand, you know, how things work, what's causing the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're kind of oblivious to your surroundings to a degree. Yeah. So it's it's to me it's pretty tough to swallow. It's it's disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we get calls sometimes that we broke a windshield and like we're empty and and hauled sand for and five months. sand months. for five months, and yeah. the tailgate's been clean. But, I mean, this one is just... Oh, it's a no-brainer. I yeah. felt so sorry for that four-wheeler. Yeah. You know, and I know he was a jerk to you, Jim, and uh, I, I really do think you calmed him down when you thanked him for his service because he had Army, oh, yeah. U.S. Army plates. I, I felt like the whole thing, like he kind of took some wind out of his sails a you little know, bit. And that, that was with your guidance about as far as thanking him for the service. You know, I just saw the broken license plate holder, but he did thank us for making it so easy. I don't know that his windshield is fixed yet, but I got, you know, he's like, hey, I noticed my license plate cover is broken. I was like, cool, pick one out on Amazon and I'll send it to your house. He's like, wow, thanks for making it easy. Nice. You know? so, yeah, good job, know, Jim. He'll get a windshield and... Yeah, so license plate bracket. That's already been delivered. Nice. So I'll touch base with him today. Uh, Just he's a really busy guy, you know. And sure, to to have to have to go somewhere and get the windshield fixed is a problem. So I set him up with uh, what is it, quality auto glass. Hopefully they could just do a mobile service to where he's working for the day and take care of it. Rebecca, have you had any experiences with big trucks in your driving experience? No, I'm a pretty cautious driver. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I get out of the way. <laughs> okay. Um, Thank you. <laughs> but I, we do have a client that actually um, a few years ago was hit by a truck and Ooh. killed from Trilogy. Ooh. It wasn't my personal uh, client, wow. but a client uh, at the firm. Very tragic. Yeah. Um, and that scared me. So to yeah, but, stay further away. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if you could tell. We fight really hard to be different. Yeah. You know, uh, we have 102 end dumps here, and we fight every day to, to stand out and be different than your typical, you know, truckers. 
you know and i'm not saying they're all bad but there are some bad ones out there and we don't want that here so it's it's uh it's something we work on every day I can tell that just by being part of this conversation. I mean, it's yeah. great to hear how much safety is involved and oh, yeah. Yeah, much advocacy for that. Yep. Yeah, and that's what we try to stress. Just like you're the person that got killed, we, we, we drive machines that kill people instantly. Yeah. I mean, it's just a thing. And, and to try to be safe and, and know what you're doing. Me and Dave going home last night, we had a rock hit my window on my pickup. And Dave's like, oh, where'd it hit? Where'd it hit? And I'm like, oh, I think right there. And is it broke? And it wasn't, what, 10 seconds later, another rock come up? Yeah. And just shattered, not shattered my windshield, but put a big old star in it. From where? And big old star. There was a, a tandem, two, two cars up or one car up. Right. And when we, we got, I mean, I cut the guy off in the fast lane just to get over because I didn't want to be hit, you know, to get up. And we were going to wave at the guy, but we couldn't even tell where the rock was coming at out of but it was he was definitely loaded mm-hmm. and you know no well it had a name on it but you're not gonna no dot no numbers right. no nothing yeah. it's yeah right. how did no, his spreader lip look there was no spreader lip dave that oh, was wow. the thing you couldn't tell yeah. it was yeah usually but the latches full of rocks you know the latches dances. were barely over the pin dave i mean it, yeah. it was everything we fight against yeah yeah, yeah you know right. everything yeah. we fight against mm-hmm. so yeah but that guy can't get contacted right, right. i mean we're a billboard oh yeah, yeah. so Call yeah. JFW. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. guy will break a window and somebody will call us. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I'm having to call our, our guy that comes out and does all the chips and all the trucks. Mm-hmm. I got him coming out today. Nice. You know, please fix my windshield before the crack spreads, mm-hmm. you know, the chip spreads. So Ask him to do uh, an impression for you. He does all these impressions of famous he, he people. He is a character, oh, isn't he? Oh, really? Yeah, isn't cool. he? yeah. He's an yeah. actor. He's got a yeah. couple movies out yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. And he's yeah, fixing he, windshields. Yeah. yeah, he does. Yeah, he's a good. He's a good guy. He's, yeah. he's he's funny. So I wanted to mention for something a little bit different. I don't know why it popped in my head, but you know when you're when you're driving that truck, you and I was trying to think of a different word, but symbiotic mm. popped into my head. So I just happened to look it up. It's involving interaction between two different organisms, and I, you know I get the truck's not an organism, but that truck makes you money all day and it's something you need to take care of the truck will take care of you but if you can't recognize like we're talking that the airbags are down the trailer's riding rougher the tractor's riding rougher you know like you said super dave the vibration that's a symbiotic relationship Mm. and you can't recognize that you can't feel that Uh. i mean i don't i don't know if anybody's i mean with you guys i've talked about it but how many people's washed their car and it seems like it's faster. It rides smoother. <laughs> smoother. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, everything about it when you when you wash and wax your car. If you if you don't get that feeling, you have no idea what we're talking yeah. about. Right. When I get a haircut, I can run faster. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the same thing, boy. You get your haircut, you do great. Do you Man, get haircuts, which, Jim? I'm letting it grow out now because my Are wife. You? Challenged me to get a fade, so I'm like, all right, here we go. Give me about two months and I'll cut it. <laughs> when I think about, if, and you said, getting a, if you get a haircut and wash your car on the same day, oh, oh man, man. couldn't are, be a better <laughs> day. That's a good day, right? Yeah. Buy a lottery ticket. Yeah, yeah. we have a sure. low bar in here, don't yeah. we? <laughs> I used to, I used to joke that I was going to open up a car wash with a barber shop in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but. Yeah, I work here instead. <laughs> <laughs> when I think of symbiotic relationships, Jim, I always think about a suckerfish on a shark. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. The suckerfish just 
sits there or on a whale or whatever and just eats all the garbage off the shark or the whale and then the whale or the shark gets cleaned. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. perfect. But they're recognizing helping each other and yeah. that's what that's what I'm getting at. You yeah. know, if you can't if you can't recognize there's something wrong with that truck, you know, and that's the same thing about listening and smelling and rolling down the windows and, and hearing that. Using and, your senses. Yeah. Just right? it's yeah. like, yeah, it's so important. I you geek know, out and go all Star Trek and think of like cyborgs, you know, oh, the you Borg, go. you know. <laughs> <laughs> How fast is your truck now? So everyone knows Dave got his truck ceramic coated the oh, other day. That thing's got to be. I can't stop smiling. <laughs> Look, like you just say it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, there's a note here too. We kind of jumped around, but it is included in that because that driver had his tailgate open, but man, check your tailgates. Make sure they're closed. Yeah. When, after you dump and you, I mean, after you dump, you're supposed to, Brush off your tailgate. Right, and, and close it. Right. If you're brushing <laughs> off your tailgate, that's a good chance to check that it's closed. Yep. Now, if you're brushing your tailgate off while your trailer is coming down, your tailgate hasn't been shut yet. That, to me, indicates already that you're in a pretty big rush where right. 20 seconds is going to make a big difference. Make sure you're pushing that button or pulling that button. Yep. All right. All right. Joanne has a couple little pieces here. Driver settlements. Hey, Jim. Not- hey, not not hey. to interrupt you, but we missed one. Just oh. right quick, I want to mention before we go to Joanne, the keying on the cycling of the trucks. Oh, there. we did. We did. Um, I just want to mention that. I don't know if everybody realizes it's been a long time since we've mentioned it, but we get alerts on the computer in the morning mm. over and over and over, and they're like the first thing on startup. And I don't know. The only way I know how to explain it is I've seen it at the Fuel Island. i just seen it this week is when you guys go to start your trucks and the truck doesn't start and you have to turn the key off and turn it back on, that means you've rushed the truck. It hasn't went through the computer system. So if you've ever had it where you jumped in your truck and you went to start it and it didn't start, that's because you're rushing the system. It hasn't checked all the computers on the truck. And I swear, I bet 90% of the codes we get first thing in the morning is because you didn't let the truck check the codes and, and what I mean by that is turning the key on, letting the truck do all the clicks. And then every, so I think the last time we talked about this, somebody told me that there was a, there's a small air sound in the cab is like the last thing it I does. Think the air dryer pops off. Like, I don't, I don't, is no, it the air dryer? It's, some, something. it's not the air dryer, but it is something, something. else. It just kind of goes. Psh. Yeah. There's something it makes, I, but anyway, I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. Just, just let that happen. You guys, because. <laughs> If it doesn't check all your systems, you've started it. We get a fault sent. The truck the truck thinks there's a fault, and you might fight that all day long. And that all has to do with voltage, especially after the weekend. And doesn't Mikey say that we get check engine lights too because uh, of that? I mean, oh, yeah. You've, yeah. Yeah, we get all, the, all that. And, you know, again, especially after the weekend, if you don't let the system recognize that, you know, because I, I think it, it needs to, what does it show, Dave, like 13.2 or something like that, it's over 12 volts is what it's supposed to show. And if it's set the weekend, the truck's going to start at, like, I'm, gonna, I'm making this up, it's going to start at 11 volts, but it needs to recognize that, hey, the truck started, it came on, and now it's reading 13 volts. Or before you go cranking on it hey i registered 13 volts i'm good to go so i just i think that's a big key on on what we're doing especially when i see somebody jump in the truck and it doesn't start is it key start. to the problems we're having it's the key to the problem we're having yeah <laughs> oh dad jokes they don't stop yeah thanks for going back on that Jim. yeah no no yeah Jim, yeah. yeah yeah essentially the computers are doing a pre-trip 
Right. Yeah. And yeah. there's, God, what is there, like six computers on that truck? Yeah, they're doing their own pre-trip. Right, Absolutely. David? Yeah. They're trying to do what they're supposed to do. So go, go ahead. You're good with the Joanne. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Oh, no, don't apologize. I definitely missed that, so I appreciate that. Uh, driver settlements, and we just talked about this in the last month. Driver settlements are only to check and make sure all your tickets are entered. So please keep track each day of all your tickets and loads so you compare compare to the settlement when I send it out. Paycom, depending on your attendance, will automatically enter your bumps if you're eligible. You will also see any wait time breakdowns or corrections in Paycom when I send out the checks to approve on Wednesday. Please go into your time card and look in the comments to see your percentages. If anyone needs help, come see me or Amber. Okay, so basically we get one email <clears throat> that is your driver settlement. That's just going to list your loads, and I think it just shows a base pay. It doesn't show bumps or anything like that. Joanne gets a lot of calls like, hey, I'm not getting my bump. Well, that's just because you haven't looked in the right place yet. You got to wait for that email to come out to approve your check. Look in the comments on your loads, and right. you'll see you'll see the breakdown is more complete. Yeah, this is a simple thing that here's all your loads. Is it right? Is it right? Because then all the math is going to happen on those loads. Right. So if your loads aren't right, none of the math's going to work. Right. That's that's all that's for. Yep. Check your settlement first. If all your loads are there, that's that's yep. that's all you're looking for. Yep. All right. Also from Joanne, don't forget to sign up for the biometrics on Monday, August 14th, or Monday, August 21st, from 5 to 7 p.m. Please see the email sent out and click on the link to reserve your time slot. Also. The first 20 to sign up will receive a gift card. We can only have 30 particip participants each day, so hurry and get your slot. This could be a lifesaver for anything that could be going on with you that you don't know about. Oh, there will be snacks provided. I'm in. Yeah, I grabbed the flyer, Jam. I wanted because I seen Joanne's thing because Mikey asked me last night about it. So that includes you're going to have your cholesterol checked, your triglycerides, pre-diabetes screening, so that's A1C, blood pressure, uh, body mass index, so that's the BMI, uh, and that's body fat percentage. You know, underneath that, they got snacks will be served if you're if you're doing uh, given blood, um, if you can. Uh, Eight-hour fasting recommended, but it's not required. Don't have to fast. I'm um, just trying to say that. Uh, drink plenty of uh, water for your blood draw for that day. You know, stay hydrated. Hydration is key to anything. You know, we've already had somebody in the wash bay when it being so hot. Um, you had some problems because they weren't mm -hmm. hydrated. And then you can easily, if you're on our Kaiser Insurance, they'll they'll email you results. <clears throat> I mean, my my labs show up like that same day, and right. I, I know since we're doing it at night, it'll probably be the next day. But sure. yeah, I just I just want to express that this is so important, you know, for your health. And you know, this part this part here is for your own personal health. And the reason we have Rebecca on is for your financial health. Yep. You know, and, and I know in some of those. Uh, surveys we did you know that it seemed to be a concern that we're we're not concentrating on those things here you guys we're, we're concentrating on your health we care about you we need you healthy you need to be healthy for your families you know and again with rebecca here that's financial health also and mm -hmm. and we just you guys life is hard enough and then if you're if you're not taking care of yourself in it's both hard. areas, what 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 a problem. So please yep. sign up for this. That fourteenth I know is Monday, this coming Monday. Mm -hmm. And I think twenty first is that another Monday? Yep. Is the next Monday. So mm -hmm. 
please you guys and then you know listening you know the podcast if you if you're somebody that listens to the podcast when rebecca gets done here pass the word that we had a financial person on yep. you know take take care of yourself so absolutely yeah that was yep. that was my little spiel jim great spiel i love it be on the lookout for more emails and flyers in your trucks and uh, like jim said we do care so all right <clears throat> the moment we've been waiting for rebecca <laughs> desoto she is from Tril- trilogy financial services she is a wealth management advisor, a CDFA, which is a Certified Divorce Financial Analyst. Is that right? Correct. <laughs> and a CFP, which is a Certified Financial Planner. Now, you've been working with Linda for a while. Is, is Linda rich, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot disclose personal information. Okay. No problem. So, Linda... Well, she's not short, so maybe I can borrow some money from her. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So Linda suggested we have Rebecca on, and I just I just love that idea. I think you guys agree with that. And um, I was scared to reach out to Rebecca at first because she was studying for a big test, you know, which was on July seventeenth. Correct. Yes. So that passed, and then we were able to get her on. So thanks for coming on, Rebecca. Now, is there a big clientele for the CDFA portion of your job? Are there a lot of people getting divorced and? Yeah, unfortunately, it is a very prevalent um, part of our society. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people going through divorce really need help um, understanding some of the long-term financial repercussions of dividing assets and liabilities. And um, attorneys are great at providing legal advice, which I do not do, um, (laughs) and really providing kind of the short-term aspects of how the settlement will, will go. But when people are getting divorced, it's nice to have somebody on your team that's thinking more long-term about how you're going to come out of that settlement and really act in your best interest and help you understand some of the tax consequences of Mm. dividing assets and houses and whether to keep houses or sell houses. Sounds complicated. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And what is uh, this new um, CFP cert? What what does that do for you and your clientele? Yeah, absolutely. So a certified financial planner is really one of the top designations in my industry and really separates planners and financial planners from financial advisors. Uh, Um, mm. Advisors help with products and portfolios and making sure people are invested appropriately. Mm. And financial planners really, again, help people understand how to retire, how to prioritize, um, how to save for college, and how to balance all those different priorities and achieve long-term financial goals. That's awesome. So the wealth management advisor will not even be an appropriate title for you anymore (laughs) since you're a planner, correct? Yeah, the CFP kind of trumps the the wealth advisor, but (laughs) technically I'm still a candidate. They don't they wait four weeks until your results are processed and everything to officially give you the credentials. Awesome. Well, congratulations on passing that test. And Thank you. Yeah, congratulations. Moving on up. So exciting. So you went to the University of Colorado. You graduated in 2012 with a bachelor's in economics. What made you interested in economics? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I double majored. I studied international relations and economics. Um, And I started with international relations. I've always been interested in the world and countries and how they function and get along. Um, But I didn't really know what to do (laughs) with that that degree. And so I coupled it with economics. I've always been strong in, in math. And I really think 
you know, when you're dealing with how countries work together, um, economics and money is truly the foundation of how those relationships work. So, um, yeah, picked economics and glad that I did because I think it catapulted me into um, this career. Nice. Now, if you weren't doing this, do you have like another dream that you would <laughs> like any other? Um, I always envisioned myself working for a large, you know, institution like gotcha. the International Monetary Fund or the World Bank or something like that. Um, but I kind of landed in the career that I did uh, just by chance and okay. truly love it. I love working with people and I love helping people. Um, and I love problem solving and every client is different with unique needs. And oh, so I it's bet. Wow. Yeah. ever evolving and it's, it's interesting work and I enjoy it. Was it pretty hard to build? I don't know if you would call it a book of business or <laughs> was it pretty hard to build your clientele up or are there people just always contacting you needing help? Yeah, no, it's very difficult. Um, I started young, <laughs> um, in my twenties and right. it's really hard to gain credibility when you're just fresh out of college. So, sure. um, many years of, of hard work and nice. really trying to get your name out there and, um, again, build that credibility. That's where the certified financial planner designation comes in as well. And some of the work I've done to build skill and expertise, um, along with just marketing yourself. Um, sure. Are you going to work towards other designations? I did look on trilogy. I mean, a lot of the, uh, your coworkers have different designations. Yeah. You know, I do see there's a, a lawyer and then there's all sorts of letters I didn't understand. And yeah. <laughs> Um, for now, my family needs a break <laughs> from designation. Um, that designation usually takes people about two years, and I pushed through it in about eight months. Um, and my husband got his master's right before I started studying oh, wow. for that. So I think oh, wow. between the two of us, one person has been in the basement studying the entirety of my three-year-old's life, <laughs> wow. and we're ready to take a break from that. But in the future, I might get an enrolled agent certification which it okay. means you can file tax returns in addition to ah, financial very advising cool. very cool and what does your husband have a master's in um he studied environmental policy oh that's exciting yeah so he's working for wra which is the western resource advocates and they he's working on federal environmental policy wow mm, very cool yeah i was gonna work on that <laughs> 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 oh man all right, so how long have you been in the wealth management arena? Yeah, I started at Trilogy and have stayed with Trilogy um, the entirety of my career so far in 2014. Okay. Mm. So, so two years out of college. Years. Wow, that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, Thank congratulations, you. yeah. And then what do you think separates Trilogy from some other uh, organizations? Why'd you pick them? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, first and foremost, their training program was a great way to get started. The financial industry is really well known, especially in, you know, 10, 15 years ago for hiring a ton of different people. And, um, the only people that really stick and are with it 10 years later are people with a network of <laughs> wealthy individuals that can help them kind of get off the ground. Sure. And Trilogy had a, you know, salary based training program mm. with a lot of support and mentorship along the way. Um, to pull people through those harder years sure. and make sure that they can survive right. on a salary as opposed to straight commission-based. Gotcha. Um, so they, they look at it as an investment you know, to get good people. So yeah. that makes sense. Okay. And then uh, 
URA Ramsey Solutions ELP, which is an endorsed local provider. And does that make you a Smart Vester Pro as well? Yes, technically, um, my team lead is the Smart Vester Pro, but we all work under his um, leadership. And so we all get to work with um, people that enter their information into the Dave Ramsey program, which I've really enjoyed. I've been doing that for about two years. Um, Dave Ramsey is a really well-known financial media figure. He's mm -hmm. not a financial advisor, but really helps people change their mindset towards money and right. towards debt and getting out of debt and building savings so that they're really at the point where investing makes sense. Yeah, we're a big fan of Dave Ramsey. I mean, we've quoted his stuff before. Linda, Linda, she she's so amazing. She This is her second round. I don't know if you noticed on the way up the stairs, we had a bunch of uh, Total Money Makeover books. She's oh, nice. bought the books and gave them out to our employees for free. And then with you coming on, she wanted to buy another round of these books for people that are interested. So, uh, yeah, we, we do enjoy Dave Ramsey's stuff. Who is your typical client? Yeah, I have a, I work with um, many different types of people mm -hmm. and businesses. Um, I'd say my primary baseline for taking on a client is their level of motivation and willing to take advice. Um, it's hard to work with somebody that you're saying the same thing to six months, every six months, every uh -huh. 12 months. Um, but in terms of demographics, I work with a lot of families that are working to acquire wealth mm -hmm. and working to build wealth and really have a lot to prioritize. I mean, with saving for retirement and saving for college and buying houses and whether or not to buy life insurance, there's just a lot of decisions to make that are happening in the background if you're not being proactive and making mm -hmm. and really thinking through those decisions. Um, and then I work with a lot of people kind of on the on-ramp towards retirement, which to me is even 10, 15 years out from retirement mm. um, and anywhere in between leading up to it. But those people are making really big financial decisions um, in a short period of time and really need their investments to be positioned accordingly. And sure. That makes sense. What is the biggest problem you're seeing with personal finances right now? Yeah, I'd say um, I think the biggest problem is really emotional based investment decisions and huh. really listening to the media um whatever side of the coin you're on it's really easy to to find news that that follows your views and investing based on those decisions and based on the whims of the news and what's going on is um not a strategic way to invest i huh. believe in spending time in the market as opposed to timing the market and mm. when i get calls because of what the fed did this day or you know what's <laughs> going on on fox news this day or whatever it is um it's hard to help people navigate really smart strategic financial decisions when there's so much going on that you can really get overwhelmed by in the news that makes sense. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that, Rebecca, on that side, because we, we all complain about the news and, you know, this story and that story. And I just didn't think about it on the freaking people out financially. You know yeah, what right. I mean? I mean, not, you know, we, we're more concerned about the weather some days on there. Going, <laughs> they're saying, oh, it's a blizzard. And we're like, well, it's December, it's cold, and it snows, right? They're just, it's just so misleading. So, right. yeah, I can't imagine... Yeah, being being misled by that too. If you're yeah. worried about your money, yeah. and and when you said you know such a uh, emotional, I, 
money is emotional. No Absolutely. matter how you do it, yeah. it's it's emotional, right? Absolutely. Yeah. People bring a lot of, of baggage with how they deal with money from it, however they were raised and sure. you know, whatever experiences they've gone through, positive or negative, and then to add on top of that, you know, a wild media environment that's really pulling people in different directions and a fear based media. Um <laughs> It's hard to help people see the bigger picture, but that truly is our job sure. um, in helping them understand that they need to think long-term about why they invest in the first place as opposed to what's happening today or tomorrow or next week. Huh. Right. I like how you said time in the market instead of timing the market. Mm-hmm. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Nice. When should someone start investing? That's a great question again. Um, I truly believe people should start investing as soon as they have a retirement plan available at an employer, um, especially if that plan matches in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um, but really investing, in my opinion, is investing in yourself. Sure. So as soon as you have money that you're making, I believe in paying yourself. And you do have to work on building emergency savings and mm-hmm. paying off debt before you really throw your money into the market because you're taking on risk. But um, even building savings and paying off debt to me is investing in yourself and investing in your long-term priorities. Sure. And that, that's along what Dave Ramsey would say is, you know, if you owe, you know, if you're in debt, you want to knock that out before you invest for sure. Yeah. Okay. When shouldn't somebody be investing? I think that kind of ties into that. Yeah, I think credit card debt is one of the main reasons people should um, not be investing (laughs) and not having an emergency savings that can really withstand a change in your circumstances. We like to recommend three to six months of your expenses, Um, not necessarily the more discretionary expenses like shopping and eating out and and going to the bars and the movies and Netflix, but um, you know, the expenses that you're going to have to pay no matter what your Mm -hmm. kids preschool, your car loan, your mortgage, your rent, whatever those things are, your utilities, um, three to six months of those types of expenses in the bank. And honestly, when you do have a retirement plan available, you can start investing in that, even if you're still working through some of those priorities. But that's when it is prudent to talk to a financial advisor just so that you really understand how those goals should be progressing simultaneously. Um, to make sure that you're not putting the cart before the horse. Sure. Do you think most people that come to you do have that three to six months, or do you have to say, hey, look, before you really start? Yeah, we. I see both. Through the Ramsey program, um, it's kind of half and half. You know, some people hmm. still need to work on some of those foundational elements before they really get started. Um and some people, and, and and a lot of people have have that taken care of. Um, and most referrals that I get have that taken care of, but. I believe in helping people in whatever situation that they're in. And, you know, just even on a 30 minute phone call can really help someone understand what should be steps one and two before mm-hmm. they actually hire me and start working with me as step number three. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, that kind of answers when someone should start working with a financial planner. Is there any other things people should consider before coming yeah. your way? I'd say um, the best times to start working with a planner are first, if you are unwilling to do the research and really spend time on your own to self-manage and self-educate yourself on the investing world. Um, two, 
if you need accountability. I mean, some people, they might know all the right answers and the right things to do, but they just need somebody to help bring them forward. And, you know, every six months, check in with them and see how they're doing on that and um, provide that accountability. And I'd say the last reason is really if you're embarking on any major financial decision like divorce or retirement or selling an asset or a business, um, those are great times to make sure that you're really getting the understanding that's necessary to make sure that you're acting in your own best interest. Gotcha. One of the, I've got to jump in there, Jam. One of the things I love you said was, uh, you know, when Jam asked, when should you start? And you said, when you get a job, especially if they have a, a something that offers a match or something. And we talk about it here because JFW has a matching 401k and we tell everyone that's free money. Absolutely. It's free money. And we'll interview someone that's worked here, you know, six months or a year or whatever. And we're like, okay, are you in the 401k? No, I'm, I'm not, you know, I got to take care of this or take care of that. And it's like, you don't understand you're passing up free money. Absolutely. It's free money. I mean, that's that's the words we use, free money. It's part of so, your compensation package. It and is. And you do have to add a little bit to get that in most circumstances. But yes. again, that's paying yourself. It's investing in yourself and it's investing in your, your future. Yes. And, I, and it's your family's future as yeah, well. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah, I just want to go, hello, is everybody listening to this? Do you guys hear this? This is not our opinion. It's Rebecca's yeah. opinion. Right. I joke about it. Free money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys, again, she's used some key words, you know, help yourselves and, and pay yourself and take care of yourself. So, yes. yeah, so important. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Where is a first place someone should consider putting their money? Yeah. Under the mattress. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, to start a retirement plan is great um, outside of just a regular bank. Right now, high yield savings accounts are paying really good yields because interest rates are so high. What so are you, they? Yeah, if you have money in um, just regular savings, you should look into high yield savings. It's a still not necessarily a brick and mortar bank, so it's not going to be your typical Wells Fargo that you can walk into. Um, but there are electronic banks. So mm-hmm. one that I use personally is the Marcus account by Goldman Sachs. Um, but just by putting your savings in a high yield savings account right now, um, I mean, they're earning four or 5%. And that's, that's awesome. That's no risk. I mean, it's, you know, it's variable. So as interest rates go down, those interest rates will come down as well. But you're taking on zero risk to get four to five percent on your on your savings. Um, but truly, I think the best place to start investing is a Roth IRA. Um, I'm a huge fan of Roth IRAs. Um, it's a type of retirement account. The only difference between that and a pre-tax vehicle or a regular 401k is that it's after-tax money that you're putting in. So you've already paid federal income taxes on that money that's going into that investment. It's one of the only ways to avoid paying taxes on the growth that you earn in that account. Mm. Um, and there are income limitations to a Roth, um, but there are not if you have a Roth 401k. So it's a, it's a wonderful vehicle to save long-term for retirement. And we offer that Roth 401k. So mm-hmm. Awesome. I, I switched from yeah, the regular I, to the Roth. So. I did yes. a while ago, too. Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing that I always think about that I've heard people say, Rebecca, is nobody knows when you retire. You know, for a younger person, it might be, let's say, you know, 25 years from where they're at right now, is what is the taxes going to be then? 
Absolutely. You know what? You know taxes are. I don't know. I'm making it up. Twenty percent now. Are they going to be forty percent when you try to take your money out? And like you're saying, the Roth, it's taxed. You know what it is. Yeah. And you know how you have that free money again. It's yeah. not being taxed at at the end. So yeah, it's in, yeah. I agree totally. Absolutely. And even just simply due to inflation over the course of 20 years, go. taxes are going to be more when you retire than they are today, especially if you're younger. Sure. And even Warren Buffett, one of the wealthiest individuals in the in the world who can truly benefit from a tax deduction, contributes to a Roth IRA. Oh, wow. Cool. <laughs> he has to do it through a 401k because his income obviously exceeds the, the thresholds outside. But sure. yep. uh, That's because he still lives in his same house. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Been there since the seventies, I think. Wow. Right. Yeah. Right. Just saw an interview with him and he said he would be perfectly fine. He could live on a hundred thousand dollars a year and be just as happy as could be. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. So I have a, a nine year old daughter. What are some of the things I could be doing for her? And I'm gonna be honest, like I, I I plan on getting a hold of you hopefully in the near future, but I'm not at the three to six months savings yet. I need to get there. Um, I'll probably work till the day that I die. You know, what can I be doing for my daughter to make sure she doesn't get into that situation? Absolutely. Um, so I'll talk about actually investing on behalf of a, a child second, but I think one of the most important things you can do for your children is talk to them about money and Mm -hmm. about your successes and your failures with money so that they can really learn from your experiences. Um, money is, you know, taboo in some families and people don't really talk about it and express, um, the real situation of what's going on, whether it be good or bad. Um, and I think that's a detriment to, to kids. There's absolutely educate. And I think it's a shame that there's not more financial literacy in high school. I think one of the biggest decisions children really make is where to go to college, how much to spend on college, whether their parents have money for that or they don't, and they're taking on loans. It's a huge financial decision that really catapults people in a few different directions. Um, And I just think being as open and honest and transparent with them about the situation, whatever it is, is is really crucial and important. Um, But secondary to that, I think you can help them invest. (laughs) One great way uh, to save for college is a 529 vehicle. Mm -hmm. Um, It's an education savings vehicle that's invested in the market. Uh, If you use your state's plan, the Colorado-based plan, uh, you get a state tax deduction for the contributions that you're putting in. And le- similar to a Roth IRA, if the money is used for education purposes, you don't pay any taxes on the growth of the money. Mm. Um, so great, great tool from a tax perspective. And it's easier for an everyday person to invest in a 529 because they limit the types of options that are available. So you know that you're investing in a prudent way for for your kid. Nice. Um, if you really aren't sure if they'll go to college or you don't really want to focus on saving for college, but you want to focus more on down payment for a first house or or a wedding or something down the road that's not college related. I think just a regular brokerage account is a great way to go. Um, Non-retirement account, non-college based account, but it's technically in yours or yours and your spouse's name. And it's your money until you give it to your, to your child. But that you know, you have options with, with that money um, and flexibility. On that, do you happen to know, Rebecca, like on the 529, 
Do you know what it typically grows by? Is it like a 2%, 3%? Does it have an average? Yeah, there's different options. So you can do, they're usually age-based options. So if your kiddo is zero and you're getting started, it's going to start out far more aggressively than if your kid is 9, 10, 11, 12, mm. um, closer to 18. Um, I'd say for the more aggressive options, you could hope for a 6 to 7% rate of return. Wow. But then you do want, it, they'll automatically dial your risk down as your kid gets closer to 18, but then within those options you can also choose whether you want an aggressive a moderate or a conservative portfolio so if safety of principle and not having risk in the market is really important to you then you choose the most conservative option and it goes age-based and it's a safe way to invest and if that was your strategy probably more on that two three four percent rate of return over time Gotcha. Gotcha. And I've kind of understood talking to some people that I don't know if it's Colorado or maybe it is the Colorado one that they've kind of loosened the reins. It's not necessarily for college, but if you go to like a baking culinary school or something like that, that money still being able to be used for that. Is that true? Is that? Yeah, absolutely. And you can even use it for K through 12 education if your kid's in a private school. Ah, okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Good stuff. So, so I know you got to get, so you got to start to invest in Bella. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I mean, she, she's young, and I wish I would have done it for my girls as well, yeah. getting that jam, and I didn't. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, you can't wait too long on that 529. Yeah, i rather, I mean, I mean, at this point, obviously I want to invest for myself, but I'd rather invest for her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, cover <laughs> all the bases, right? Potential yeah. college. Late. You're over yeah. the hill. <laughs> Potential college costs in 11 years, Jim. Yep. What do you think about that uh, Mega Millions and uh, Powerball at $1.5 billion? (laughs) I read an article the other day that's like, obviously the statistics are not in your favor. You're crazy to buy tickets. But my dad bought tickets my entire life, and I think it's fun. My husband was mad at me yesterday because I came home and I didn't buy any. (laughs) So I think, I mean, I think it's more just for the fun of it and um, knowing that there's a chance and gives you a little room to dream. Yeah. Okay, I like that. You know right. what they say, Rebecca, if you don't play, you, you can't, can't win. win. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what Dave Ramsey says, that's just a tax for the poor. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um where can people self educate if they want to learn about financial planning themselves? Yeah. Um I think the internet is a great tool. It just <laughs> has to be used wisely. Um you can find so much good information on the internet, but it can also be a real rabbit hole and you can find bad information as well. So if you're willing to spend you know, the time kind of checking your sources and making sure you're looking at a few different um, websites before you really just take something as truth, then I think the internet can be a wonderful place to, to seek out information for self-managing investments and building your own plan without hiring somebody. Um, sites that I use regularly and point clients to are um, Investopedia. It's a, mm. for, from my opinion, a fact-based um, website. They have a wide variety of topics and you can learn about a lot of different investing strategies, philosophies, topics, things that come up through there. Um, the government websites are hit or miss. A lot of, there's a lot of frustration with the IRS website. Um, but the Medicare website, the Social Security websites are actually great resources for people wow. that um, are approaching that age, retirement age, um, and needing mm-hmm. to find resources. That is awesome. Okay. 
And what kind of services do you offer? Like if somebody from our fleet or JFW yeah. was interested in contacting you. Yeah. Um, the primary service that I offer is investment and portfolio management. So helping people um, consolidate retirement accounts from previous jobs into one or, you know, not starting a retirement account, but starting a different type of investment account. Um, we do protection planning. So helping people make sure they have life insurance, which I think is critical in your industry. Um, long-term care insurance so that when you're older and, and needing care, you can have a policy that'll help provide dollars in that direction. Yeah. Um, but investment portfolios, protection planning, and then really just saving for whatever goals are top of mind for you, whether that be college or retirement, um, and helping you understand based on your cash flow how much you should be saving in those directions to really set yourself up well. Nice. And is it typically, I know you mentioned six months earlier, is it typical for you to meet with somebody every six months to see if they listen to you, number one, before you give them more advice? Or? <laughs> yeah, I'd say throughout the onboarding process, um, when I first take on a client, we talk much more often than every six months. Okay. Um, there's usually a three to four meeting onboarding process so that mm. I can get the information I need to provide solid advice sure. and then you know provide recommendations, what I think they should work on next. Um, and then after that, at least at the bare minimum, every 12 months is how much we would meet. But depending on your needs and priorities, we can meet more often than that too. Do you have a lot of clients where they come to you and everything looks the same and you just don't know what to tell them anymore? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, from an investment standpoint, yes. Some, you know, There's kind of a cookie cutter way people live their life, whether uh, it be from a savings or retirement standpoint, but everybody's goals are different. And okay. um, I think every plan that I help create is is unique and personalized to that person i guess i was getting more at are, are people doing their homework and doing what you tell them to do or does oh, that get much yeah i would definitely say so it was harder <laughs> in my first few years and i think i experienced a lot less of that but gotcha. um people do tend to do what i ask them to do <laughs> and whether they follow you know 90 percent of the advice or 100 percent of the advice they you know my goal is for them to make an informed decision nice. um, they don't have to take my recommendation if they think something else is better but mm -hmm. i want them to know the pros and cons of of any decision they're making man imagine people listening to us <laughs> <laughs> i've got a question for you rebecca sure so i'm good at lecturing especially my girls who are your age yeah. actually you better start saving you better start planning for retirement because you will blink your eyes and it will be right around the corner and that's where I'm at, right? So what is your advice for an older person that is maybe five years away or 10 years away or less from retirement that needs to get going? Or two days. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Don't waste yeah, your time, absolutely. loser. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're over the hill. Forget about it. I you better call think... up for social services. Call Jam. See what he's doing. <laughs> I think at whatever point you're at is not too late to, yeah. to start saving. And being proactive, um, whether you're my age or you're right around the corner from retirement, is really important because you're still working, obviously, and there's definitely still time to save. And having the information on what it would take to actually get you closer to those goals is better than not having the information. You know that it'll pull you forward. You know, we might not solve the problem immediately, but you know that you'll start making decisions in the right direction to get you closer. 
Nice. That now, was a nice way of saying you're not that old, Dave. <laughs> get, get with it. Well, <laughs> thank you. I just think it falls in line. You know, we talk about educating and we, you know, we talk about all these things with the trucks and, you know, to be safer. And we've talked about this time and time again about the free money and being in our 401k. And we really preach to the younger people that no one has educated them at all, right? They're, they're coming into this and they're like, what's a 401k? Mm -hmm. I, you know, my son, he's graduated high school. He didn't know what a 401k was. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm like, you just graduated, you know, yeah. from a 5A high school and they didn't go over, they didn't teach any of this. And he's like, no. Yeah. And, and that's, Rebecca, you said that's earlier, just terrible. And it's spot on. Money is like a taboo subject. You know, they, nobody wants to talk about their money. But everybody wants it. <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's terrible. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. I thought the same thing because probably yeah. parents don't want to, or, you know, sh share with your kids, no matter what age you are, that maybe they're struggling. Well, you don't want that fear or that problem on your yeah. kids. But right. if you talk about it, like you said, well, these are the mistakes I've made. Yeah. You know, and, and, and doesn't we, helping share your, I don't want to say failures because that just sounds terrible, right? Yeah. But Poor your mistakes, yeah. Yeah. your choices, sure. whatever yeah. the case may yeah. be. You don't want them to make the same Exactly. Ones. And help them be better, right? And I mean, I just sit there and I look at it like if we were to hire a 23-year-old person here, if they work here their whole career and, you know, you just go off of what a typical 401k makes over time, you know, it's proven 8% forever now. And you look at what, how much money they could have at 65. You're like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have started then. Yeah. Right. yeah. You know, and it's, it's, those are the things that people need to hear. And then once you've usually achieved that freedom after 10 years, you do have more money because you're, you're living different. You're, you're Absolutely. protecting your, your, your assets and your incomes and you're making better choices. You're just becoming smarter about it. Then a lot of times you have more money for other investments, right? That's Absolutely. where the stocks come in and you know, just other things like that. And I think it's kind of tough and I don't know how much you face of this, Rebecca, but I believe we totally live in a now world, right? I mean, if we can't get it on our phone right now, Right, but we can't have that retirement account built up right now. You have to start, and it's a long, slow process. So I think it's easy to put off because it's difficult to do. It's difficult to watch. You know, I watched watched my son's uh, what's the college account? The five five twenty nine. Five twenty nine. You know, I mean, we had it like built way up here, and then Biden got in office, and I'm like, oh my god, we need to yank this thing out. It's like <laughs> it's just tanking. It's just going down and down and down. You know, and all the money we lost in it, but it was it was money that we had made. Yeah. In it, right? It's not like we physically lost what we'd put in it. We just lost what it had earned, a, a huge chunk of it, you know. And it was interesting to see how this whole process has worked. And we've actually, we're on the, I don't want to say we're on the other side, but I'd say we're at the pinnacle of it now because he starts school. We take him this weekend and, you know, we were able to contact him and go, hey, you need to send the first payment you know, yeah. and it was just, it was cool. It's, it's like, wow, we, we've seen this come to fruition mm -hmm. and watched it. We're watching it happen right now. Right. So pretty Absolutely. cool. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I do is help people forward plan, um, whether it's things that they know are going to happen like college or retirement or it's things that they don't know are going to happen like a disability or a job loss or things like that. And just helping people plan for the expected and the unexpected so that they have more options when things happen absolutely absolutely like it how do you get paid rebecca yeah like some people probably are like oh wow i should get a financial 
planner, but that's got to be expensive. Yeah, I get paid in a few different ways. So my primary way of getting paid is by managing portfolios. So um, when a client comes to me with assets to manage, that is generally how I get paid by taking on that investment asset. Um, my advisor fee is 1% of that investment asset. Um, I also get paid, I'm a fee based advisor. So I also get paid on a commission base when dealing with insurance products, if it's life insurance or long-term care, um, that's like a one-time payment when those policies get put in place. And then I also get paid through consulting agreements. So if people don't have an asset for me to manage and Mm. still want to work with the planner, Um, They can go through our coaching program, which is about $1,200 per year. Um, If they want a full financial plan, it's about $2,500 per year. Mm -hmm. Um, But that hires me for my time, for that length of time, um, without necessarily having an asset to manage. Gotcha. Fair enough. And what is your investment philosophy? Yeah. I believe truly in a buy and hold investment philosophy. Um, I've seen a lot of portfolios and, and investments actively traded and actively managed, um, which can go either way. No one knows what's going to happen in the market. And like I said earlier, I really believe in spending time in the market as opposed to trying to find the right times to buy and sell. You might be right sometimes, you might be wrong sometimes, and none of us know what's going to happen. I don't have a crystal ball, which is why we focus on long-term priorities. Um, A diversified way of investing is really appropriate, especially when you're getting started, um, as opposed to individual stocks or individual bonds or cryptocurrency or commodities like oil or gold or silver. Um, But really taking a broad, diversified approach to the market and staying in the market um, based on your time frame. Okay. And what would separate you from other wealth planners? I think um, just truly my focus on building relationships as opposed to building, (laughs) you know, my book of business. I think my clients come first and I have a great, you know, customer service um, oriented mindset and want to make sure everyone feels taken care of and knows that I'm here um, and knows that I'm a first point of contact for changes in their life. Um, Like I said, whether expected or unexpected. Um, I have a great network of professionals to refer people to if they're asking questions that are outside of my wheelhouse, like attorneys or CPAs or mortgage brokers or realtors, um, estate attorneys. Um, So just want to make sure people are set up and they know where to turn and they know that they're getting good advice. Uh, I believe in paying for advice, um, whatever advice you're looking for, but you want to know that you're paying somebody that's going to do a really good job for you and that's worth the money. Absolutely. And what would you be able to offer uh, our people and how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, um, I will always do a no cost initial consultation, um, 30 minutes over Zoom or over the phone just to understand their priorities and their circumstances. Um, I do ask questions about how much money has been saved in different um, regards and you know what they're working on and what their ages are and a little bit of information about their families to help know what we would be what the scope of work would be mm. um, from there we would talk about what actually working together would look like in terms of cost and um, what they could expect okay. but email is a great way to get a hold of me I would love for you guys to shoot out my email 
um, and really my signature line to all of your employees. I have a scheduling link right on my signature line so oh, people nice. don't have to go back and forth yeah, with me. Yeah, you can me. just look and pick the date. Exactly. Very cool. Just sign up for a 30-minute consultation, that. throw in the yeah. notes that you work for JFW, um, and I would be more than happy to have that conversation. Okay, yeah, I could put that in the notes of the podcast. I'll put your email Great. and that signature link in there. That's no problem. And then also, Linda does have more Total Money Makeover books downstairs. For anyone who wants one of those, just get a hold of myself or Linda. Uh, Rebecca, is there anything else you want to leave JFW people with? I would say um, whatever situation you're in, um, don't focus on your regrets and your mistakes. Focus Mm. on the future. Focus on being proactive. Focus on... Um, what your next goal is and that you are able to achieve it or get closer to it. Um, It's been great learning more about your company Mm -hmm. and um, really hearing the the trucking perspective because I'm just a car on the road. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think I've learned a lot and um, I believe in living life with with empathy and I think that that carries to the road and I will think about um, every semi I see differently from here (laughs) on out. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, You are more than welcome to stick around. I know you said you had an appointment you had to go to as well so totally up to you if you want to stick around for the rest or if you got to take off. I can stay till nine. Okay, yeah. great. Okay. Awesome. Perfect. All right, moving on to question. Did you guys have anything else for Rebecca? No, that was just a wealth of information. There. <laughs> I think it was great. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Bum. Yeah. No, that was that was great. Thank you for coming yeah. and Linda inviting you. I mean, yeah. it's, it's awesome. We, we awesome. try to have different people on, and this is your good segment. Thank yeah. you. Good. Thank Absolutely. you for being great help for everybody. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know, awesome. yeah. we do have a lot of younger folks here you know in their late 20s and early 30s and that and it's time to get started saving yeah. for your future folks That's right <laughs> remember we offer that free money free money <laughs> all right questions from the audience steve big country jackson bc bc he wants to know have you hit your million ton mark yet and how many tons do you like to hit per year did did you happen to look that one up dave i did I, not yeah, so I just did some averaging, and I know he's just asking that question. So believe it or not, we move about 187,000 tons a month. Mm. Um, so we average 2.2 million tons a year mm. is what we move. Okay, um, and that that's a combination of the powder coors, you know, all the gravel and stuff like that. So sure. to try to answer your question, Steve, yeah, we we don't have that as a goal. You know, a lot of the customers I know, Brandon, they project out, hey, we're going to do. Uh, you know, making this part up 500 yards or 500 million yards, yeah. whatever it might be yeah. a year. Well, that obviously relays into what, how many tons we're going to move. And that's more of our goal is to take care of the customer, not meet a goal of tons sold or tons right. moved. But our yeah. goal is don't wreck something today. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. And then you can haul more tons. Our goal is don't back into a truck <laughs> in the red lot. Our goal is don't hit somebody. Right, That's our right. Goal. Don't run a tire low. Don't blow a tire out. <laughs> yeah, the, those you know, are our all, goals, all to that, be better. All that good stuff. Check our goal is to get gate. you to do a pre-trip yeah. and a post-trip. Yep. Because every time you do that, we're going to get another ton. Yeah. Right. Let's focus on our job, <laughs> and the rest will come. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Ricardo Cordova wants to know, what is a glider? 
So I was like, where'd you hear about gliders? He's like, on the podcast. So we must have been talking about gliders one day. Yeah, I mean, they're this crazy kite-looking thing. You strap yourself into it, and you jump off a cliff. They're I kind of they like airplanes with no engines. I thought they were like, I thought they were like a squirrel. That's, that's funny, a Dave, you mentioned glider. that, the airplane with no engines. Uh-huh. That's the reason they call it a glider. Mm, Did you guys know? It has no engine. Wow, it has no engine. So it glides. There's nothing... It will never propel itself until obviously you finish it. Got it. But that's where they get their name is it's no engine. So there you go, Ricardo. Those are trucks with no engines. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, Dave. And uh, yeah, way back in the day, you could, well, not way back in the day, up until two years ago, when did they stop? Well, there. I I actually got on Fitzgerald's website yesterday and they're still in business. Yeah, yeah, I would. Right. (laughs) But are they still doing gliders, Jam? Because I thought the EPA has shut all that down. Right. Yeah, I don't know that you can. Well, they actually, they've because I did the same thing, Jam, just right quickly. So if you if you want to know, Ricardo, so go to Fitzgerald. It'll pop right up. Fitzgerald Glider Kids. But they're actually, it looked to me like Dave, they've turned the corner and they're. It's a great way to recycle. They're on the green thing. Oh, give me a break! Taking your engines, taking your transmissions, because because a definition of a glider is a rolling chassis. So cab, all the electronics. You know, your rear ends, two rear ends, or one rear end, a front axle, then there's no transmission and usually no engine. That's the recycle key of this is you can take an engine or a used engine or something like that and put it in a new truck with, you know, they like to boast new electronics, new wiring, you know, might have different options to it than another one. So, So, but to get to the real answer, Ricardo, so basically what Fitzgerald was doing is you would get a brand new chassis with no engine. The reason you would do that is because you'd want to get an engine. You get a rebuilt like Detroit engine that you don't need to get deaf for. Yep. Right. So you, pre-emissions. Pre-emissions. Yeah. So you'd have a brand new truck, pre-emissions, and you'd be able to put a, a, a Detroit engine in it. Yeah. So, the or a catch or a Cummins or right, yeah. whatever you wanted. Is they would do that for you. Right. Yes. yes. So yes. you would get a, essentially a brand yes. new Pete with a rebuilt drive. Yeah, and I, I forget the number. Maybe Jim can spit it out here. But Peterbilt builds X amount of gliders per year. Yeah. Mm. And so they're created. At the, they go right down the factory line, right? And, and They don't and, get an engine or transmission. Exactly. And uh, Fitzgerald was buying, what, Jim, 98% yeah, of Yeah, there wasn't hardly, and they had to put a stop to it, yes, right? Yes, exactly. What you're leading to, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah so, so. And that was Pete's and Kenworth's and Western Stars and Freightliners. Yeah. I mean, they were, they kind of did the gamut there for a while. Yeah, yeah I think, uh, you know, and I could be wrong, we as a company can still go and say, hey, and we could get priority. We've wrecked a truck or we have something. Can you build us a glider mm. and we could take our motor and transmission? Nice. That's still a possibility because you really had an accident right. and you've, you're, you really are recycling it. Right, and you're going you're gonna to put the DEF system back in. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You're going to update it. Because what was interesting is when we were in the, uh, down there for the reveal of the 589, they had a company that had just bought two gliders that have never seen the road, still packaged, still wrapped from 1970 days. Yeah, they were crazy. They were they yes. were 19. They were brand new wow. 1970 trucks with no engine and transmission. Wow. I mean, they were they were crazy, and they'd been, you know, the guy used what whatever the fancy word is, environmentally sealed. So they were wrapped and put in a, in a warehouse. Some guy bought them, and he was able to get them from the guy. 
That's so crazy. yeah, it was, it was crazy looking to see that. Wow. And I'm sure they were going to do, you know, can you imagine taking that old school truck and putting all the electronics, all the new stuff in it and having mm-hmm. you, you know, a, a modern truck, you know, yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool. I mean, I'm a brag. It's not anything I did, but in 2014, JFW gave me a brand new Fitzgerald glider to drive and man, I thought I was king of the hill in that thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they, and they were good trucks, Jim. They, they just had the, there's a caveat to that market, right? You know, and you learn about each piece, you know, and they ended up not being so great, right? In my eyes, they weren't jam because they had an engine that, yeah. Did we fight check engine lights or issues with them? No, right. But the engine had thirty year old technology, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. Yeah. It it the engine brake was half as powerful as what we have today. <laughs> right. The horsepower to go up the hill was, and this was with a turned up engine, right? right? We bought one with a different cam, different fuel injection, you know, higher horsepower and all of that than you could get, right? They were building these engines. It was like a hot rod diesel engine, mm-hmm. and it, they weren't as good, you know. So it, it no fuel mileage. Yeah, right. yeah. So it it yeah it's it it was bittersweet, right? But we mm-hmm. didn't have check engine lights. Yeah, you you got the truck started every day and worked. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, safety topic of the week: goal, which means get out and look or find a spotter. We had two accidents in a red lot recently, and we want to talk about that. Somebody want to take that? I can go ahead and take that. <laughs> I mean, awkward. We, we all could say something about that. That was the point um, there, wasn't it, Dave? We could all jump in on yeah, that. Yeah, go, go I ahead. mean, everybody, ahead, and even the drivers, um, we all know that yard over there is tight. Um, I mean, we're, we're, we squeeze probably five more trucks in that yard than would be nice. Um, right. And we have to because we don't have enough room. But uh, don't be too proud to ask for help to get backed in. That's the bottom line. Or do like that mirror sticker says, get out and look. You might think you've got enough room, but guess what? You can't see it. You don't know it. Yeah. Get out and look. Ask for some help. Um, I was in the middle of an interview the day before yesterday. We were in the red yard doing our drive and doing our park. And so I was just kind of wrapping things up with the candidate. And I noticed a driver trying to park, and he was way off. I mean, he was headed right for the fender of oh, the truck that we oh. were parking. And I said, hold on a minute. I got to stop and help this guy back in. And mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, cool. You know, so he watched it happen. He watched, um, you know, the process. And the driver was like, thanks very much, because he couldn't get the right angle because the yard was full of trucks. Sure. Um, so, man, you just don't let your pride get the better of you. Get out and look. Ask for help. Um you know, when you hit that parked truck behind you, that's, it sucks. Yeah. I mean, would you rather be the guy that gets out and looks or hits the truck next to you? Yeah. Well, apparently we've got two guys that would rather hit the truck next to us. Because in the last two weeks, More that's what two. they've done. Since we've been parking in that yard, I bet it's oh. happened 20, 30 times. Oh, at oh least, yeah, over, yeah. Over the yeah, yeah life of having that yard. Yeah. You, you, you don't want to accuse anybody of being lazy, but not getting out is just being lazy. Yeah. You know, it's just that. You know, and, and I know at some point you probably really feel good that, oh, I got it. I, 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 I don't have, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm not going to hit that truck. But do you really know? Yeah, if it's, it's overconfidence. Yeah, yeah, if it's your blind side. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you get out and, you know, we're, we're sitting there talking with Rebecca and, you know, not only do we not want any accidents, but it just costs us thousands of dollars, you guys. And financially, that's not good for any of us. 
you know, the company, you guys, you know, you eliminate this stuff. Maybe we can make a bigger match or more PTO days or right. raises or, right. you know, we're just, we're, we're just truly wasting money on the accidents that, that shouldn't happen. That's the, that's the main goal here. Yeah. And we have to repair those trucks. We can't just leave them no. go down the road like that. <clears throat> Otherwise, we're just going to have a fleet that looks horrible. Yeah, and we've talked about horrible. that, Dave, the resale. Yeah. You know, look all the repairs we have to do when we try to resell the truck. And right. Again, we look at that as our reputation. You know, it might be somebody trying to get into the business, and we want that person to be successful. So here's the best used truck you can get, not a half-wrecked one or scratched right. one. or right. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm kind of shifting gears, but the same thing goes to the job site. Mm -hmm. You know, bid number one at plant 13. Don't just assume that you've got enough room because that that concrete wall right there has chowed a few trucks as well. The wall is going to win. Is that a technical word, Dave? Chowed? (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens when you you hit something. When you you eat that concrete wall. That's right. You eat it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, get out and look, ask for help. Um, yeah. Don't assume, right? Because assuming does what, you guys? Makes an ass, Makes an ass out, of ass you, out and of me. you and me. That's right. <laughs> so you might have said, I mean, ultimately it's the driver's responsibility. He is the captain of the ship. Absolutely. Get out. I, I'm the worst. I mean, I'll get out 10 times and look because I right. don't have that confidence, right? Right. <clears throat> but if you are in the red lot and you see somebody, because here's the deal is, Talking to the driver that backed into one of the trucks, he's like, I was like, you should have got a spotter. He's like, well, there was a bunch of people back here, but they were just all watching me struggle, right? I've seen Ultimately, it's his responsibility to yeah. either get somebody or get out or do something, right? But if you're back there and you see somebody backing up, even if they're not struggling, it doesn't hurt to just stand by their truck and watch yeah. to make sure they're not going to hit anything. Also, when you're backing up, make sure you have your windows down. Because if somebody is trying to get you to stop and you can't hear them, that's not helping anything. And your CB on and your company radio on. Yep. I mean, we talk about those things all the time. Yeah. And yep. I, I just I just think that's the poorest excuse. You, Someone's standing there watching you and you blamed them for what you did. You, you know what I mean? I just, I really struggle with that one, Jam. I get it. And I you know? and I know you do. And I, like I said, it's the driver's responsibility. Mm-hmm. Because if I yeah. was, if I was backing up and you three guys were watching me struggle, I would get out and be like, are you guys just going to watch me struggle? Or are you going to give me some help? Sure. You know, obviously he's a newer driver. He's not going to have that approach, but you could ask for help. Yeah. Because a couple of the guys came to me the next day and said, Man, I didn't realize he was struggling. I would have helped him. Right. You know? So. Yeah, they could have all just been there BSing. Right. And, and you know, as you're talking, you kind of glance at the truck backing in, and you keep talking, and you glance at the truck backing in, right. not realizing they're struggling. Right. Right? I mean, you're yep. just not hyper-focused on it. So, right. yeah. Understood. Yeah. Uh, tips and tricks from Ray Davis. He did text me his tips and tricks. I have not proofread them yet. So, Oh, boy. Here we go. we got faith in your a ray we're not we're not like g-rating it (laughs) tips and tricks fifth wheel stops we are lucky we don't drop our trailers very often and the mechanics do most of the maintenance on the fifth wheel but i have heard and have had it happen to me where my fifth wheel stops will go down while you're driving reason why is because there's too much play in between the stop and the fifth wheel you shouldn't have more than a quarter inch of space between your stops and fifth wheel. And how do you check? You can lock your trailer and pull forward to tip the fifth wheel up 
and then lock your tractor while you are empty. If you have more than a quarter of an inch, write it up. If that, if you don't, it will beat that fifth wheel up, slamming back and forth, and eventually crack the break, crack and break the fifth wheel. Hope all is well with you and your loved ones. Remember, safety has no blind spot. Sit up in that stool, look and lean. Much love and respect always, Ray Ray 0013. <laughs> that was a, a good one, Ray Ray. And a special shout out to Mikey for his help on this tips and tricks. <laughs> that is a good one. Yeah. yeah, you guys, it's kind of like the gates. You know, if there's a space in the gates and you're leaking material, say something, check it out. You know, same with the fifth wheels. We can put a, we can weld a spot in there. Them just slapping back and forth. Yep. It just, that is, there's no sense. It's hard on you. It's hard on the truck, hard on the equipment, you know, but you got to have a symbiotic relationship mm. between what the truck's doing and what you're doing to, to understand that. Right. And if you, if you have no idea what Ray is talking about, come get me. I'll show you. Yep. You know, I mean, if you're just, if you're like fifth wheel stops, you know, cause he's right. We don't, we don't hook, unhook that much. So maybe no, somebody's like, I don't know what that is. What are, you, what are you talking about? Right. Right. So yeah, we're, we're here to help, you know, don't, don't be embarrassed. And the Ask thing questions. is, is, is we may not know you're struggling just like those guys standing around that trailer, just talking. They don't know you're struggling. Yep. I don't know you're struggling unless you come to me and I'm like, I am, I am more than thrilled to share my experience with you. Yep. It doesn't, it doesn't, I would rather help anybody. If somebody ever comes to me and, and it's the nature of people, if you come and ask somebody for help, I mean, 90% of the time they're going to help you because you, you want to do that. I don't know anyone here at JFW would say, no, I'm not going to help. Exa right? Exactly. Can you help me? No. Right, Jam? <laughs> I mean, I just talked about it two weeks ago when I was loading those boxes up in my pickup. Mm. And like half a dozen people stop yeah. and go, hey, can I help you? Can I help you? Can I help you? Yeah. I mean, and they were out. They parked their car and they got out to come help. So, yeah. so cool. So yeah. cool. Just like you said, Rebecca, that, that's your first goal is to help people. You know, that's what you enjoy about the job. Absolutely. So, yeah. Natural, natural thing to do. So ask for some help, you guys. Don't be embarrassed. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Soup, you want to hit us with that high road hauling? High road hauling. Yeah. You know, you came up with that name. I know. Many years when, ago. I know. When we first started doing this, I had a stupid, weak name that I <laughs> called stupid it food, weak name. food for I Thought. I remember Soup's like, Jam, I'm going to start doing this thing at the meetings called Food for Thought. Do you think we could call it something else? I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we've used that uh, for a couple of different things, too. You yeah. know, now the high road hall and uh, the production and, uh, list. And, and yeah. On the shirts. Yep. Yeah. Yep. On yeah. the shirts. Yep. So it's, what a great great name thank you jim i mean i just named it you actually do the thing though so <laughs> thanks for doing that for what 10 years now it's been a while it's been about uh, 10 years for yeah. sure yeah. Yeah. yeah you do the holland dave yeah. <laughs> yeah so let me ask you guys this what gets you up every day what gets you out of bed why do you do what you do have you ever pondered such questions almost everyone has if you haven't, I suggest you stop and think about that for a few minutes. I heard a story recently that made an impact on my thinking. Whether it's true or not is neither here nor there, but I find great truth in it and it goes like this. Two friends were strolling through a park discussing their thoughts and ideas. As they say, they were solving all the world's problems. As they walked and talked, they came upon a man toiling away, pulling weeds and tending to the flower beds that lined the pathway. One of the friends stopped to admire his work and sought to engage the gardener with their conversation and get another perspective. 
The man said, that must be hard work, but it is beautiful, he said. I can, can I ask you a question? Sure, the gardener replied. We have been discussing a question and would like to your, your input. If today was your last day to live, what would you do? The gardener smiled and stated emphatically, I would garden. Seeing the look of surprise flash across the men's faces, he continued, You see, if I am not willing to do this on my last day to live, then why would I be willing to do it today? If you live each day as it would be your last, someday you'll most certainly be right. If you wake up and look in the mirror and ask yourself that question, and your answer is no too many days in a row, you know you need to change something. This is not to make a point that you should be sitting on a sunny tropical beach with your feet in the sand every day, but to emphasize your belief that you are living your life how you see it, the right way. The way that is in alignment with your beliefs, your morals, judgments, and feelings. That you have no regrets about your choices and decisions. And if you do, take the bull by the horns and make it right. Don't be afraid. What if you were the only person who knew that today was your last day? How would you change the way you behave? How would you change the way you interact with the people you love the most? How would you speak to strangers? How would you be more grateful, more connected, more present? You can use this thought concept to change your behavior, to be more mindful, humble, caring, loving, understanding, forgiving, thoughtful, grateful, joyful, enthusiastic, fun-loving, and to be able to get more enjoyment out of your life every day. So what do you get up for every day? Why are you doing what you do? Think about it. And the quote this week is, don't cry over the past, it's gone. Don't stress about the future, it hasn't arrived. Live in the present and make it beautiful. Uh, the author for that is unknown, huh. apparently. Hmm. But that's a good quote. I like it. That is Sorry. a good one. I love that. Yeah, that's a good thought. Can you imagine just getting up every morning and going, oh, this is my last day. Hmm. And what would you say to your wife or your kids or, yep. you know? I'd have to come into work, but I think I'd leave a little early. So <laughs> <laughs> Got just you a couple would. more, th- couple more things to do, you know. But, yeah. My company's been telling us that for years, just kind of come up with your own personal mission statement. And um, I feel like in the last year, I've kind of thought of what mine is, and I guess I'll share it since you went through that. Perfect. But um, I always write in my journal whenever I, whenever I journal, um, be who you are, be who you say you are, and always strive to be better. Love that it. is That's great. Good. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thanks for sharing. That's, yeah, that's perfect for our final thoughts is where we're at. Yeah, right. Yeah, final exactly. Thoughts, everybody. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep. Anybody? Somebody? Do you want me to jump in there? Yeah. Jump in uh, there, Jim. Uh, arguing. Closing, closing arguments. arguments. <laughs> yeah, closing arguments. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about leadership. You know, we run across questions, and you, we always, in a company, you talk about leadership and our leadership team and stuff like that. So, um you know, I did a little bit of research and put some of my own thoughts together and a couple of the things I've read. So the best leaders are invisible because they do the will of the people, meaning they lead in such a way that people believe it was their idea all along. Mm. They don't need to be your lead as coaching because they're leading themselves and that sustains the simple environment of where it's possible for you to lead. 
You know, so again, back to that example of, like you just said, you're living your life. So if you live your life as a leader and people follow that example, that they're going to, they're going to become leaders. They're, they're leading their lives. And uh, so when you end up doing that, uh, teaching people how to think, not what to think, you know? So hopefully when we, when we do this, just like you, Rebecca, is this, is you've taught them to think about their financial wellness. We're teaching them to think about their their health. We're taking, teaching them to think about their truck, but we're not telling them what to think. Mm-hmm. And and that would be that would be my goal with people is is to think about it. But it's not. I'm not telling you what you have to think. Mm-hmm. You know. I like so, that. Yeah. Great. <clears throat> I'll throw a quote out there for you, Jim. Along those lines, the hardest person you'll ever have to lead is yourself. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. absolutely that is true yeah i'm gonna jump in there jim that was a good segue for me i hadn't really thought it through but uh janet works there at the federal center and the the facility she's in charge of it's a couple acres under roof i think it's actually just a little over three acres under roof and uh every year they have a fire inspection and i mean she comes home pulling her hair out some of the stuff is just it's off the wall what they find, you know, and I, and I get it, right? And she's always striving for, like, this perfect inspection. And uh, so yesterday they, they showed up, and it's, they don't announce when they're showing up. They just show up, right? Mm-hmm. So they're there yesterday, and they start the inspection. They go through, and they do everything. And the fire chief was there and actually pulled her aside and was like, you know, under your tutelage, I can't believe this is the best fire inspection we've ever had. Wow. It's taken like three years to get to this point. And he goes, this is just unbelievable thanks to your leadership. And, you know, her instant reply was, I had nothing to do with it. She says, we have people here that take such good care of everything. Wow. They've learned along the way what needs to be done, and they just take care of it. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. Right? So Great. Yeah. To your point of leadership, Jim. Yeah, absolutely. Soup. Absolutely. You know, I I don't really have a lot to say. Okay. Got nothing for you, bud. <laughs> wow. Enjoy, enjoy your day. Yeah, yeah but you kind of be you, your last. You yeah. kind of do that in your could be your last <laughs> day. That's terrible. <laughs> so, well, oh my god, it could be your last. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. You do your final thoughts in the high road hall, and yeah, yeah, yeah kind of do. Sometimes he has a little extra. And Rebecca, I feel like you gave your final thoughts. Do you have anything else? Yes, I feel oh, like I final, did. Final, <laughs> final, final thought. Good we joke that. because we have them listed as final thoughts, but we call them final <laughs> arguments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want to thank you for letting me be on the podcast. Oh, it's yeah. been a pleasure. Oh, um, good. And good luck with your day and your future financial and, and personal health. I think those two things go hand in hand. Awesome. Yeah, thank well, you so much. You were a great guest. Thanks for being here. I'll leave you guys with a quote. Routine is the death of inspiration. And then uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to the Channel 23 podcast. Hit that follow button. Also, don't forget to go back and listen to episode 72 to help find Amber's mom. Links to her story will be in the description of today's podcast as well. And also, we will put uh, Rebecca's contact info in the description of the podcast, too. And that'll have the signature line where they can pick a date. line as well, where they could just pick a date and get that. Nice. Yeah, reach, out, reach out, you guys. Reach out yep. to Rebecca. So yep. important. Please let's, do. Let's say the creed and get on out of here. Okay. Super. <laughs> Together, Together, we, we face, face and overcome all that stands before us. us. Together, Together, we are accident-free. 
Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions. And together we are the JFW family. All right. Have a great week, yeah, everybody. Have a great week, everybody. see those big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road those big bright shiny red trucks just a looking for another load well it's a family tradition any rocky mountain day our fathers before us showed us the way we work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings but that's never been a problem because we got diesel in our veins we've got diesel in our veins i see those big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load There's a couple million tons to move I see them everywhere So you best get out their way And watch that sand and gravel disappear There's another run to make We gotta get it there on time And we got what it takes To lay it all out on the line Bright shiny red trucks, just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks, just looking for another load. Those big bright shiny red trucks got the best drivers in town. They got all the tools they need to keep that hammer down. When they hit them scales, they won't need to dodge them, won't need to duck them. They just keep that hammer down And they keep that diesel trucking Keep that hammer down And keep that diesel trucking I see those big bright shiny red trucks Just a trucking down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just a looking for another Keep them doors closed, keep them butts in their seats Cause those customers are calling, and those red trucks can't be beat They gotta put the hammer down, and pick up another load Get it off the ground, keep them eyes open and on the road Keep them eyes open on the road Big bright shiny red trucks Just a trucking down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just looking for another load Breaker, Breaker 2-3 Anybody got a copy on that Channel 23 podcast? Welcome and thanks for listening.